Hello everybody and welcome to the Real Ill Show, where we keep it real for you. Yeah. Before we start, let's extend another huge thank you to everyone who shared or listened to the second episode about working out. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I mean, I we hope you guys enjoyed it and that we said something useful for you. Thank you very much, guys. Thanks for listening. Thanks for spending your time to listen to us talking about stuff. And uh, we really appreciate it. Right. So we were struggling a little bit today to come up with, I would say, maybe motivation to record the podcast today. And this brought me to, brought us to talk about how to keep a healthy mindset. Because being motivated is part of having a healthy mindset. And there is this not trend. I don't want to call it a trend. I want to say there's a lot of people who are suffering from different problems and they cannot keep a healthy mindset or they struggle to keep a healthy mindset in these days. And today you and I are going to talk about what do we think is the cause of not having a healthy mindset? What is the solution? And what's our experience? Maybe share a couple of stories, share a couple of tips, something that helped us, and hopefully it can help some people develop a healthy mindset. Sure thing. Would you say that you have a healthy mindset? Hmm. You know, I'm a... Uh... I'm going to be a little bit more passive on this episode because um, I don't think I've formed my opinion quite right on the topic, but I do have, a, I think I do have a healthy mindset or I try to have a healthy mindset. Let, let's put it that way. I try to have a healthy mindset and I'm aware when I slip off and when I go off rails, I, I, I can feel it and I know what's going on. And I know what kind of actions am I going to take in order to fix what's going on. How would you define a healthy mindset for yourself? For me, a healthy mindset just means I am... Nothing is bothering me. I'm centered and I'm feeling good. And I'm, I, don't, I don't feel any internal resistance. That, that's how I define it, a healthy mindset. What do, I don't you, feel what, any... what do you mean when you say internal resistance? So let's say I'm dealing with a problem in my work life, for example, and it's bothering me. Now that thing is going to affect my love life. It's going to affect uh, my, uh, my training, uh, a lot of things, my diet even, you know, um, why? Because if, if something's going wrong and then you go, well, fuck that, fuck dieting. Is that is that is that how it affects it? Nah, but like, well, I wouldn't say fuck dieting, but I would say like, you know what? I'll skip. I'll skip today's workout. I I won't work out today, or I won't push myself one hundred percent, or I won't even go near one hundred percent. I'll just keep it keep it light, you know. So whenever I got you know problems, uh, let let's say as I said, problems at work, for example, that means that I'm going to go a little bit off rails on my other activities. And, um, 
And I think a healthy mindset means that you're just centered and you go about your business without any internal resistance. I mean, everything, the gears are turning smoothly and everything is going is going all right in your life. That's what I, that's what I would say is a healthy mindset. All right, that sounds reasonable to me. I think having a healthy mindset means that you are very in tune with yourself. That you don't beat yourself up and you don't doubt yourself and but in the same time you don't let yourself go easy in terms of I think you have to have a, even a vague idea of what are you supposed to do and I'm not I'm not talking about figuring out life because I think saying that you figure out life is a is a pretty bold statement I think most of life is just trying to figure out life. But I mean, knowing what are you supposed to do in terms of your day-to-day and week-to-week, what are the activities that you're supposed to do for yourself? Because it's a very individual thing. And I think that having a healthy mindset revolves around you being in tune with yourself and you keeping yourself on track doing the things you know you know for yourself that you're supposed to do. I'm not saying doing things that your friends are doing and you think you should do them. I'm not talking about buying a car or a house or having a job or kids. I'm talking about doing the things that you find important for yourself, truly important for yourself, and you find benefit in them. So so it's a it's a balance between being kind to yourself and being supporting yourself mentally while keeping yourself in track. And I can give you an example. Go for it. Let's say for myself, the things that are important to me in terms of feeling productive and feeling on track is training, being effective when I'm working, staying in line with the technology I'm working with, not not letting myself slip, and eating good, sleeping good, read a couple of books here and there. That's that's the things that I know I'm supposed to do for myself, more or less, on a, on a, on a high level. So for me, it's important if if I if I start slacking off on something. Let's say, let's say I start slacking off on my diet. Well, diet is strongly speaking, but like the way I eat. I'm, I'm not on a diet. But let's say I start eating too much junk food or too much too much sugar, whatever. So instead of instead of I can easily spiral down. I can I can start going well, oh fuck it. Who cares anyway? And I can I can start spiraling down and start eating more shit, or I can spiral down and um, not really put my heart into my work and just mess around, just leave stuff unfinished, or just make them work just enough so they work. But for me, if I hit a point where I can be, when I can say, "Wow, I'm really kind of off track." For me, the crucial turning point there is to put myself back on track without thinking of myself as a as a failure or as a sad piece of shit or whatever 
but be like, okay, so this week hasn't gone really well with work. And I should logically analyze what went wrong and work on fixing it. And this is where I get satisfaction from from fixing things that went wrong along the path. And there's, there's this thing that uh, I see a lot of people... Um, a lot of people that are trying to, to get more motivated or they're trying to be more positive, I think it's very important to react to situations in a logical and analytical way rather than in an emotional way. And that goes for both extremes. So let's say, all right, I, I can give you another example that happened to me. Remember back in the day when I was applying for a developer job? When I would be, when, when yeah. I, yeah, when I was applying. So. Yep. I decided to apply very early on in my early learning progression. I I knew just a couple of things. I was just on the tip of the top of the iceberg. And I thought, okay, I thought it was good enough for a job. So I started applying, I started applying, I started applying. I got an interview, a phone interview. So the guy called me on the phone and it went horrible. It was a complete train wreck of an interview. He asked me very simple programming questions. I did not give him the correct answers. I gave him very weird and different answers. And the call ended, and so in this in this sort of situation, you 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 have you can people react in if you if you choose to react the emotional way, you can either react on the positive extreme or on the negative extreme. So you can go like, well, knock me down, and I'll get right back, world. This is not over. This is this is just a journey. Whatever. But then, and you can go on a negative way. You can go like, oh my God, I am so fucking dumb. How could I think of that? How could I even think of, how could I even think about going for the job? I'm never going to get a job. And you start beating yourself up. I think it's dangerous to react extremely positively. I think reacting extremely positively is almost as dangerous as reacting extremely negatively. Because if you go about and you go, if you go really positive about it, then you go like, well, next one, I'm, I'm going to get the next one, whatever. I'm going to work hard and I'm going to get it. That doesn't really give you with much to work on. Doesn't really give you, doesn't really satisfy your emotional gap that it was just left because you just failed at something. So I think in situations of failure or if something bad happens or if something happens that didn't go along your, your plan, that you should be analytical about it. You should think about, be positive, but in a very logical way. So I didn't get the job. I didn't react positive. I didn't react negative. I wrote down what my misses were and I made a plan. I made a six month plan and I said, okay, so in six months, this is the plan. I am going to make a tiny little project in this place called CodePen every single day, no excuses, every single day I'll, I'll dedicate an hour and then every single day I'm gonna learn the technologies I need to get the job at the junior level and that gave me something to work towards, that gave me that gave me a new goal. So now the goal wasn't finding a job, it was progressing to the point I can find a job and that gave me so much peace for my mind because I wasn't worried about getting a job because I knew that I have different things to do right now. I had 
a portfolio to work on, I had technologies to learn, I had books to read, and I followed through my plan. Because I was very analytical of what went wrong. I was very analytical of what I needed to do. I mean, obviously with your help, because, you know, I told you and you were like, okay, this is the book, this is whatever, you help me out. So for me, I think it's important to, whenever something happens that throws you off the tracks, to try and ignore the emotional cues, both negative and positive, but be very logical and, and analytical about what went wrong and come up with a plan, with a concrete plan that you will follow through. And do that- you think that uh, do you think that it was the idea of coming up with a plan that actually gave you a peace of mind in that let's call it uh, a negative situation for you, right? A negative outcome from your expectations because you expected to get the job, to land the job. Yeah. But you didn't. So was it just the 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 idea of having a plan that you can follow that what gave you that peace of mind, or was it the actual plan? It was the actual plan. It was the actual plan because I I think I think as long as there is a plan, even if it's a bad one, because like think about it, even if I mean you failed the interview. So you are prone to error, right? When it comes to your decision about applying for a programming job. So in in that sense, the steps that you take in order to, you know, get the job might not be the best steps, right? Um, but just the just having the plan itself and knowing that this is what I need to do, is what kept you motivated and ignoring all these emotional cues in order to land the job and give you that peace of mind. Yeah. It, it was it was having the plan and having the steps. It was sort of... It's like... Um, if you... you... You didn't really react to the situation. No. More like you took it in you said all right this is what i need to do and execute yeah right yeah i i have i have a similar story i failed my first uh driving license test okay i failed the first one it was a very dumb mistake uh, a couple of women were standing on the edge of the sidewalk and in bulgaria the rule is that if there's a person there you should stop and allow them to uh, to cross over yeah. but the problem is these women were just talking to themselves They're, they had no intention to cross to the other street but anyway long story short uh the driver instructor <clears throat> said that uh that's a fatal mistake and uh, i should have stopped anyway after i remember it was a cold day and i was walking home and i was feeling kind of weird i was like what i thought this this stuff was gonna be easy like how could i just miss a driving license test you know how can i not pass this this is supposed to be easy but then i realized i shouldn't get worked up about this at all it was just a test and what, what, I'll just... what made you realize that um i just switched my mindset like i i i realized that i'm going into a negative state so um, you, you you caught yourself and you and you you were like okay, 
Yeah, I caught my thoughts because like after a situation where it affects you in a negative way and you have all these negative emotions, your head starts spinning all these thoughts about mm, maybe let's call them self-deprecating thoughts and um, thoughts that make you feel less than uh, what you are and uh, make you feel like um, like you're not enough, stuff like that. But basically, I caught myself thinking all these stupid things. And I was like, wait a minute, it's just a test. Like, what the fuck am I worrying about so much? I'll just take the next test and pass it. And that's that's exactly what I did. I took the next test, I passed it, uh, and I got my license. But <clears throat> the thing was that uh, now that we picked up on the subject, that I realized that just like you did, I caught myself in that moment having uh a reaction to an event that happened to me right and instead of just reacting emotionally i decided you know what it doesn't matter what i feel it doesn't matter it's just a test what do i need to do what do i need to work on i set up a plan uh i must have uh drove four or six more hours until i get the uh the rules right and then I applied for the next test and I passed it. That was it. I didn't let my, just as you said, my emotional cues get the better of me. I didn't let my emotions stand in the way of the goal, which was to get the license. Get the license. You were just logical about it. You were like, okay, not, 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 yeah. not a big deal. I failed it. Big, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll drive for five, six more hours. I'm going to look for it the same I'm going to look for similar situations like people standing on crosswalks, try to see if they're crossing or not. If they're not, go. And you, you took that to the train. You took that You took. Oh, sorry. You took that to the driving course and then you just applied it. Yeah, that was it. Uh, um, and uh, I, I, real, I just caught myself getting emotional about it. And all the ego comes out. And, and I was like, what am I getting worked up? for so much i mean th this is just a drive test it's nothing passed it moved on with my life that's it and you you can apply this to everything just reframing your mindset when a situation occurs where you're not in a <clears throat> beneficial you don't come out in a beneficial way you yeah. just gotta stop and and analyze this through yeah yeah i think not that's... getting emotional yeah, I think that's really important because I, for me, I always perceived it as a, it's, it's not that of a difficult thing to do, to sit down and be logical about things. I don't know if it's because um, I'm, pro I'm a programmer and logic is 99% of programming is logic. And I'm, I'm used to try to break down things into small things and try to execute them. But I've seen, I've from my experience of communica communicating with people with, more of a negative mindset or reacting more emotionally, I've realized that it's not as easy for other people to kind of reframe their mindset to be like, okay, this is not a good thing. It's not a bad thing either. It's just a thing that happened. And I have the control to change my next attempt at doing that thing. I have the control to change it. But just just saying that is not enough and i think where people could really benefit is applying that principle of 
be logical about what went wrong and correcting your course so you can you can get there um so yeah. if you were talking to someone who's really negative right now let's say i'm really negative about something i don't know let's say i failed the uh, i don't know i failed the uh, let's say i failed the driving test but i'm a really negative person how would you how would you approach to tell me she's going to be okay without being like oh heads up buddy you 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 get it no worries about it you're the best but how would you go to a person who has problems with their mindset and give them tips on how to be logical about it and fix their fix their course um interesting question i have a couple of friends who have this uh negative also a negative mindset about it when uh, when something something bad occurs in their life um but let's say it's like <clears throat> just as you said you failed a, a driving test or whatever um for, first thing i'll just let you calm down because whatever i'm i'm gonna say is not going to reach you if you're still shock is a strong word but let's go with that if you're still in shock after the failure to get the license, right? So I'm just gonna give you some time to go off because I don't think whatever I'm gonna say is gonna get through you. So soon as you soon as you calm calm down, I won't even touch on the subject of don't start thinking negative stuff. Don't start I'm not even going to go into that. I'm just gonna go straight into figuring out what's the next course of action, right? So I'm just going to ask, so what do you think, what are you going to do? I'm going to ask you straight out, what are you going to do? And depending on your answer, I'm going to figure out what kind of state your mind is in. So if you're going to say, I don't know, fuck this, I don't think I'm going to get it. I can see that you're already starting to have this negative mindset about it and you're, you're starting to have all these doubtful thoughts, right? But if you go, I don't know, maybe I'll just take a couple more lessons or I don't know, maybe I'll ask my uncle to help me, uh, I don't know, lend me the car and I'll drive around a little bit, stuff like that. <clears throat> then I can figure out that you're on a, on, a, on a good course. But let's say you say, I don't know, I'm probably never going to get the license because the instructor sucks. Uh, I don't know, the examiner was a... Uh, was a total uh, piece of ass and stuff like that. I'm just going to say, you know what? Let, let's figure this out. What was your mistake? And you said, I don't know, I crossed the red light. Okay, so you were probably not paying attention because you do know that you shouldn't cross the red light. So take a couple more lessons. See how you feel. Put yourself in a stressful situation, but not that stressful as an exam, but maybe like rush hour. So dip your toes in a situation where it would make you uh, lose track of, you know, the rules and the lights and whatnot. And little by little, you gain that confidence back that, you know what, I'm not a bad driver. I can do this. It was just a fluke. It was just a one thing only, right? I would go straight into the plan, 
straight into figuring out what are the next steps to correct our course of action and then execute. That's it. I wouldn't even focus on the mumbo jumbo mindset stuff. Just go, go ahead in the, uh, in the action itself. That's what I would do. You know what else I find interesting about um, maintaining a positive mindset, not positive, a healthy mindset, is with time, the better you get at something, the easier it is to feel bad about that thing when you don't when you don't perform well at it. So the more the more knowledge I absolutely agree. Yeah, the more knowledge you gather about something. So the more I learn about programming, the the more code I write, the more projects I work on, I develop this inner ego, this little tiny fucker inside of me that expects that whatever you throw at him, he'll manage. He'll knock it off the park. And very often, I catch myself doing this very often, almost every day. If I work on something that I'm not very familiar with, like there is like a new technology or a new, uh, I don't know, like maybe a design pattern or a different architecture I'm not really familiar with, I can't expect it. I'm going to sit down and I'm going to get it. And that little fucker inside of me, that little like ego junk idiot, uh, when I sit down and then I don't get it in the first 10 minutes, then I start questioning my knowledge. I'm like, oh shit, am I a piece of shit programmer or whatever? So, um, I find that for me, the remedy for that is also, again, being logical about it, like sit down and be like, this is clearly something I have no experience with. So I'm just going to Google the fuck out of it, go and read a lot of documentation, play around with it, see, see, try and understand how it works. And then it will be much easier. Um, but there were periods that I would not I would not go for that. I would not go for that approach. I would just sit down and just look at the screen and expect that I would magically get it. So I think whenever you get good at something, whatever it is, it could be driving, it could be sports, it could be cooking, it could be being a good partner in a relationship. Whenever you get good at it, you sort of kind of develop this inner expectation for yourself that you'll be constantly doing good at any new challenge that comes in that thing you're good at. And whenever you face the challenge and you think you'll get it, and you think it's easy, it then, obviously, like, in a logical way, it's not, because it's it's unfamiliar, nothing is nothing's always going to be easy for you. Then you can fall into a little bit of a negative mindset, and you can start getting sad and beat yourself up a little bit, because you're just letting your expectations take control over you yeah i totally agree i had the situation the other day where i had to step in and finish a piece of software for a co-worker and uh, they were struggling with the with a particular piece of the software that they were building and i was like ah oh, nah i'm i'm so good at this this is gonna be a easy this is gonna be just a walk in the park and i sat down and i thought i was gonna get it in like 30 minutes you know, but I didn't, but I was sure of myself that I was going to get it and I didn't. And then it took a while before I changed my approach. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to slow the fuck down. I'm going to read every piece of every sentence in the documentation until I get the simple example. And then, then the more complex examples, and then I'm going to build the software. 
it wasn't until I let my ego go that I could actually solve the problem. And it's the same thing whenever you have a tough situation uh, in life that demands that you solve it. Um, not rushing into it and taking your time is, I think, the better approach. Or at least for the more complex scenarios, uh, thinking it through always uh, pays better. And, and it is a sign of a healthy mindset. Yeah, I think yeah, I think it's the more successful you get at something, the more prone you are to feel bad about it if it doesn't go well. Because if you're like remember remember your early days when you started when you started something new, early days. It it it, it could be anything, yeah. right? We yeah. we're giving loads of examples about programming because that's what we do and we both we both do it every day and we both the, the the basics at first but remember when you were dealing with the basics when you're learning the basics and you you didn't know shit about anything everything felt like yeah. a victory everything felt amazing like you learn something very simple but to you that thing is not simple that thing like took you like i don't know it maybe took you a couple of minutes to figure out maybe it took you a couple of weeks but when you figure out everything just felt so great and you kind of have nothing to lose because you have no ego in that particular area to start with you're an absolute beginner. So you really have nothing to lose yeah. and you really don't think about, oh, well, um, um, you don't really think about like, oh, everything's on the line if I fail this because you, you, you're, you're automatically humbled down just to be appreciative of everything you learn. Yeah, because you have that beginner mindset which yeah. doesn't let you build up any ego. Yeah. Ego comes with accomplishments, with exactly. success. Yeah, and I think it's... It's so um, important to try and remember that shit takes time and effort. And even if you get really good at something, even if you get amazing at it, if you face a new problem, you're not necessarily going to solve it immediately just because you have experience in the area. And it's important to know that and keep that in mind whenever you're facing the challenge. Uh, that you should give it some time and some effort like you did in the past. And then I think you just get the same, like the, you get the same amount of satisfaction like you, you, you did before. And it just contributes to, to being just a, a positive and healthy person. Does it, does it affect you particularly when uh, you're given a task at work and you're, you're sure of yourself that you're going to do it but it takes way longer than you thought it would. Does it does it affect your mood? Does it make you spiral out in other uh, parts of your life? Like, uh, for example, if if you could if you couldn't finish the task in like I don't know two hours, yeah. and it took you two days, would that make you I don't know skip a workout the next day, for example? Yeah, it it um, it does it does. Uh, when I overestimate. Uh, well, was it actually? Is it underestimate? The underestimate. 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 When I underestimate, yeah. uh, let's say the time or the effort about the task at work, and like, like, let's say we have a planning session and we're discussing this, and I go out. Oh, this is gonna take pff, easy two hours. No, no worries. But then it takes me like a, a two day. I feel guilty because I feel guilty because I felt like a light to my team, and I feel like I'm dragging the 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 work done for everyone else. 
So very often I would skip a workout and and work overtime. I would work like after work. I would wake up early in the morning. I would try. I would try to finish it. Um, because I just have this sense of responsibility that I guaranteed that I want to that I'm going to complete this task, and I want to keep my not reputation, but I want to I want to be perceived by myself and by by people who I work with as the guy who gets who gets it done, that doesn't fuck around, that doesn't drag the team down. So that in the way that the way that it affects me when I can when I cannot finish something on time or I underestimate it is I would make other sacrifices, like you said, skipping a workout or or going yeah. to bed later, so I can finish that so I can finish that piece of work that I said that I would finish because I otherwise I just feels to me that I'm not keeping my promise, I'm not keeping to my word, and one of my fundamental mm-hmm. principles for me as a person is that I should always uh, in Bulgaria we say a man's word that when I say a man's word that I'm, I'm going to stay true to it whenever I, I'm staying true to my word that, that's a very fundamental principle for me it's it's when I said at the beginning like you, I say that there's just things that I know I should be doing for myself and one of those big things is that I should I want to always keep true to my word whatever I say I'm going to do something I'm, I will do whatever it takes to get it done. Okay. Um, I, th- I, I think that's a very fundamental quality for any good programmer. Um, I think um, whenever you're faced with a problem and you cannot solve it, that itch to solve it and just not, and just not move on with your life until you solve that task, that's what, uh, that's what uh, makes you a good programmer. Um. Uh, but I have a uh, I have a question. Uh, what do you think would happen, or has it happened in your life where you're faced with a problem that you could not find the solution either in time or at all? How do, how did you react to that situation? Wait, if I did, if I couldn't find it on time and it it felt. No, it doesn't have to be something from work, or it yeah. doesn't have to be in time. Let's say some. Let's say you're assigned a task, right? And you're struggling with it and you can't sleep and you skip the workouts and you and it's already a couple of days in and the pressure is building up and you just can't solve it. What do you do? Or if you've never had that experience, what do you think you would do? Because uh, you're very, very much aware how it affects your life. Yeah. But you still take the bait in a way. You yeah. still let it. You still let. I mean, <clears throat> if you cannot let it go, it's still kind of an ego thing, right? Because it. You start thinking about stuff like, oh, I'm not good enough. I thought I was a good programmer. Maybe I'm shit. Stuff like that. Oh, how how would you react? Or have you had a situation where? Where you, where you had a problem that you couldn't solve, and how did you how did you deal with that? How did you keep um, a healthy mindset? I normally ask for help. Um, if I normally if if there's something that I'm struggling with, I have a rule for for uh, when I'm stuck on something. 
doesn't matter if it's at work or not, but if I cannot do it on my own, but after I, I, I genuinely give it a, a good, honest try, like I really try hard. And if I, if I cannot do it on my own, I always ask for help. And I find that whenever I talk to someone about whatever the problem is, even in the process of talking, without the other person saying anything, I kind of figure it out on the fly. Like as I'm talking, let's say I'm describing to you like a, a programming problem that I have. And as, as I'm speaking to you, hearing the words that come out of my mouth, I already figure it out on the spot. Yeah. That's that's a very common phenomenon in programming. Yeah, the rubber 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 duck debugging. Yeah, rubber duck debugging. Yeah, that's what it's called. Ducking. It's but when you're explaining the prob the problem to a third party, and uh, as you're explaining it, you find out the gap in your knowledge or the solution itself, yeah. and you just go ahead and uh, code it out. But yeah, but even if that doesn't happen, I always find that like if it's something work related, I just go, okay, guys, this is I, I can't figure this out. Um, can you can can someone sit down and pair with me? Let's work together on this thing. And then it it always works out because you, you feel like you're not alone anymore on this thing. You got someone else. Like you bounce ideas off each other. You learn something new. You teach them something new in the process. So. That's my approach. It's it's just it's not a shameful thing to ask for help. It's not a shameful thing. This is another thing about the ego. It's just don't let your ego when when you become like a successful at whatever area in your life, don't let your ego prevent you from asking for help or because there's always going to be not not necessarily people smarter than you or better than you, but there's people who might have a different thinking style or they might have a little bit of knowledge they will fill in your gap um so i think it's important to not let not let your ego prevent you from help or asking for help and working with others yeah i totally agree i think that that's what i do or that's what i would do uh whenever i'm um faced with a problem like that is just um i just keep a healthy check about the time I spent on the problem, and uh, and I start thinking to myself, uh, all right, this this is just going nowhere, and I, I don't think I can, uh, you know, I don't think I can solve this on my own. So I'll just ask someone for help. It's it's not a problem for me. I I never felt it like um, as if it's uh, striking my ego in a way that I'm gonna ask. For help because uh, the goal in mind has never been I gotta solve this and it's I have to prove something to myself it's always been I want to see what's the best solution for this and with you know with my current knowledge and with the time I'm given I want to see like what what's the best outcome yeah. how are we going to find it you know how are we going to reach it it's not about whether I will reach it. It's about what's the best outcome. Another thing that I think is it, it, it has the potential to, to really ruin someone is tying your identity to something that you do. And what I mean by that is, let's say I really like an example about me is I like powerlifting. We talked about that. I love powerlifting. That's that's my that's my sport. I really love it. Yeah. 
And I, if if I put my entire identity on being a powerlifter, and I get a big injury or I get hit by a car or something unpredictable happens that just not doesn't it it doesn't allow me to powerlift anymore. It doesn't allow me to train anymore ever for the rest of my life or for like I don't know a long ass time until I recover. If I tie my identity to that, and I've seen a lot of people, I know a lot of people that this has happened to them. I know a lot of people who, let's say, were really good at singing, and like they they tied the entire identity around singing. They identified as a singer, and then something happened, like they had some surgery on their throat or whatever, and they just couldn't sing anymore, and that put them in a very dark place because, oh, I've been identifying as a singer for how many years now and now this is I, I cannot do this anymore and they start feeling really lost and it could be the same thing like you could identify yourself as a as your job as your sport as a hobby or as something that you do and keep in mind that nothing in life is permanent nothing will last forever and there's loads of unpredictables something could happen that would prevent you to to do whatever you're doing that you identify yourself with so I think for me and for everyone, I mean, that's, that's my, I mean, I'm not a psychologist. Don't take my advice. Take it with a grain of salt. But I think it's really important to free yourself from I- any identity that's related with something that you don't have full control with, a.k.a. anything. You don't really have full control of anything except over, maybe, except over yourself. Because in reality, in in the way you think, and the things that you do, you have control over that. Unless you're you're being forced by 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 something else. Um, so I think it's really important to let go of any identity you tie with something, because and just identify yourself as yourself, and whatever you do, whatever you're really good at, whatever you've been doing your entire life with. Just take that as your as your craft or as your passion or your love for something, but don't try identifying yourself with something because something might happen and that thing nothing could be taken away from you. And I know a lot of people, a lot of people, who fell into like a really dark place. Like remember that bodybuilder kid that lived on our that lives on our street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like something happened to him and he couldn't train anymore or whatever and like he's a shell of a man every time i see him he's just like he's he's i don't know he's just walking around like a ghost um i know a girl that lost her singing voice because of surgery same thing happened to her she was just really depressed and really feeling down for a long long time because she put all of her she she just tied herself with the identity of a singer so so tight with that that whenever she lost it she didn't know what to do with her life she didn't know who she was anymore so i think you should identify as yourself and then whatever you do you can put all the love and passion in it but don't make it don't make it don't make yourself be that thing Yeah, that no, that that totally makes sense. I know what you mean. Um, right, just because like, you just because you're good at something, really good at something, something is going well for you, just because you love that thing, doesn't mean you are that thing. I mean, there was a time in your life where you didn't do that thing, 
For example, you didn't start powerlifting when you were five or when you were 15 yeah. or when you you were 20. You started uh, after that and you were still happy. You still existed and you were fine. Exactly. Right. And then you found powerlifting and then, and then it clicked. It's kind of like with friends. I mean, you cherish friends. You love your friends. I mean, in a way, you, everybody needs friends, but in a way, you don't need need that person. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, uh, like, uh, like you were doing fine before you met me, and you're going to do fine even if I'm gone, you know? The, the thing is, like, <clears throat> you're not identified with that particular thing that you're good at and that you love doing. And, and that's very – and that's – that's tied to the topic of discussion today, to the healthy mindset, because as you said, it happens in life that things just suddenly switch and they don't go as planned and things fall apart and things just don't continue as they did. And um, you, you need to be able to detach yourself from when a situation like that occurs in a way that you can appreciate the thing that you loved so much and then you know if it's gone it's gone it's like the the scene in heat when robert de niro says don't let yourself attach to anything you can't say goodbye to in 30 seconds what was it the rule what did you say? Don't let yourself attach to something that you can't say goodbye to in you can't depart with in thirty seconds when the heat comes around the corner. Yeah, some it was something like that. Yeah. I remember he held on to that money at the end though. I think. No, he held on to the revenge. Ah, to the revenge, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he, Different broke, movie. he broke Different his rule. Movie. He broke his rule. He broke his rule, yeah. But True. yeah, it's a, it's a it's a movie line quote, but I really resonate with that because I try to I personally try to not get attached to anything that's variable, that's not consistent. Because I know that while I'm alive, I'm I'm consistent, I'm a constant. But anything else around me, the people I interact with, the place I live in, the work I do, everything is variable. Nothing will last forever there's no guarantee that things would last forever so yeah. i think it's important to free yourself from being tied up to things you don't really have control over with and it's a bit of a stoic kind of a thinking that you should just accept that things happen because things happen so whatever something happens good or bad you should not really emotionally react to it it just happened. You just you should acknowledge that it happened, and if you want to change that thing that happened, or if you want to change the way you react to it, be logical about it. And yeah, that's pretty much it. Right on. All right. I think. All right. I think we hit a hit a good discussion there. Yeah. And I'm gonna, yeah, let's wrap it up. We're at a 47 minute mark. That's, oh, I didn't expect to go that long. Me neither. Um, healthy mindset is, uh, as I said in the beginning, it's a 
it's uh, one of those things that you can take a look at it from very different angles. As you said, we explored a couple of angles where you where you could have total failure in your life and how would you react or when you have minor setback and how would you react and stuff like that. But uh, I want to end it on a, I wouldn't say personal note, but for me, the concept of healthy mindset is just being centered and just being unemotionally wavered, you know, just not letting emotion guide your, uh, your decisions. Not always. Usually emotion is going to lead you into the wrong decision. Usually. Because you didn't think it through. You didn't look at it with clear eyes. And you're not exactly sure that you're about to do the right thing. You're just going to do a thing, right? And uh, that's not usually a good, a, good, a good thing to do. Usually it's better to have a plan. And as I said... You know, slow down, think about it, and uh, execute. So, I always find for myself that a healthy habit, uh, a healthy mindset, sorry, means that I got all of the aspects of my life in check. My workout, my love life, you know, my work, every, my, my health, everything is in check, my family to everything is sort of afloat everything is going all right there are no issues anywhere which leaves me in a state where i could just focus on what i want to do and execute it in a smooth way that's how i know i i'm in the zone so to speak yeah i am i completely agree with that All right, then. All right, let's wrap it up. Let's wrap it up. Thank you again. If you made it to the 50-minute mark, thank you again for listening to The Real Ill Show. We really appreciate all the support, all the listens, all the feedback. And we hope if you ever struggled with a mindset uh, or if you just feel down, we just hope you, you can get some tips and then you can, you can work out how to just feel happier and more content with yourself and if there's any topic you would like us to talk about and just hit us up and then we'll we'll, we're gonna do it sure thing thank you very much guys peace out